The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What's your most accidental awesome moment? So in my first years in high school, there was this bully that always picked on me, pushing me around, swearing, and other bullying stuff. Me being the bespectacled little geek and him being taller and bulkier, I just tried to get out of his way and avoid him. So in our second year, our school went for a field trip in some village-slash-farm area. As soon as we were far from teachers, this bully shows up, pushes me around, and hits me. I was fuming because he spoiled my trip, but didn't do anything, and he left. A few hours later, I was having lunch up on a small hill that was overlooking a small amateur soccer field. And there was the bully back to me, 20 meters away, playing as goalkeeper. Geek rage flares up! I have this apple with me, so I pick it up and throw it with all my might towards him. It hit him, straight on the shoulder blade. Now my added height and distance must have added to the force of impact because he got knocked down hard. He lay there for a good 5 minutes, got up, turned around, looked at me, and started walking slowly towards me. I was thinking, oh crap, oh crap, he's gonna kill me. But I had the geek rage still flaring, so I stood defiantly and waited, ready to fight back this time. He reaches me and goes, what was that? An apple? (sighs) Listen, man, I don't want any trouble. I was dumbfounded. He never bothered me again after that, even became a bit friendly. TLDR, I neutralized a bully with geek rage and an apple. I was sitting on a patio with friends, and a friend who was absolutely terrified of roaches started screaming and running around because a roach appeared on the top of the patio about 25 feet away from me. As a joke, I casually stood up, whipped out my pocket knife, and while talking, I threw it. It went spinning through the air and stuck the roach to the wood. I sat back down and finished what I was saying while everyone was in disbelief. We all had a good laugh, and they nicknamed me Crocodile Dundee. I catch rattlesnakes for a living in Phoenix, Arizona as an emergency response service for people who find a snake in their yard. Most calls are diamondbacks, but one in four or so, quote, rattlesnakes end up being a large constrictor called a gopher snake. Gopher snakes can be aggressive, but they're otherwise harmless. On one call, there was a kid of about 15 who was absolutely terrified of a rattlesnake he saw along the back wall of his yard behind the swimming pool. The only way to really get there was to tightrope it across the narrow ledge of the pool. I got there and saw that it wasn't a rattlesnake at all, but a harmless gopher snake. So I reached down and grabbed the five-foot snake. It was a jerk about the whole thing, striking at my face repeatedly and getting me on the forearm. I grabbed it closer to the head and wrestled it into control as I made my way back across the ledge to the bucket, where I unwrapped him from my arm and body and put it in the bucket. I then realized I forgot to tell the kid that it wasn't a rattlesnake before doing that. I looked up, and he looked like he was going to vomit slash pass out. Probably the palest I've ever seen a living person. He surely believed he was about to see a man die. I now routinely, quote, forget to tell homeowners that it's just a gopher snake. About 15 years ago, my ex-wife and I were at a party sitting across from each other at a fairly large table. We were surrounded by dozens of friends. 
some sitting, some standing and chatting in the kitchen. She had my Zippo and I wanted a smoke, so I asked her to toss it to me. She tossed the Zippo to me across the table. The lid pops open in midair. Somehow, I hit the roller with my thumb as I catch it and the thing lights up as it hits my hand. My arm is fully outstretched when I catch it, so I smoothly pulled my arm in, lit the cigarette in my mouth, snapped the Zippo shut with the flick of my wrist, and tossed it back to her with one fluid motion. Half the people at the table jump up in amazement and begged us over and over again to perform the trick one more time. We refused. I never told a soul that the whole event was completely accidental. My friends still talk about it with awe. Not nearly as awesome as yours. I was with my girlfriend at a party and she had this crazy look in her eye from across the table. I could tell she was going to spit a skittle at me. I didn't know how I knew. She launched it across the long table and I caught it in my mouth. Nobody noticed. For this next one, as I describe this, I just want you to imagine Ave Maria playing in your head. I was at a college football game for MSU in Missouri. I was up in the nosebleeds after our marching band had played in the homecoming parade earlier that day. I left to go get concessions and started walking down the stairs. I tripped suddenly and began tumbling over and over, down, down, down. Over stairs, across landings, flailing hopelessly for purchase on one of the handrails or an onlooker's appendage, but with no avail. It seemed to never end. I eventually reached the bottom, where the landing divided left and right to lead the mezzanine, which meant there was a bit of concrete and a handrail directly in front of me. I hit the handrail with my lower back, almost fully upside down, and still locked in the kinetic tour de force of my fall. I rocked over the handrail with my lumbar as my fulcrum, dropped the meter or so to the ground, and landed feet first in such a state of confusion that I just started walking as if nothing had happened. The whole section erupted in cheers, to the point it made people on the field look up at us. TLDR, I took an epic fall down down a crap ton of stairs in front of thousands, landed on my feet, and everyone thought it was on purpose. When I was about 11 years old, I got chased by two vicious, hungry-looking Dobermans in a car yard. Realized I wasn't going to get away, so I turned around, put my war face on, and bolted straight at them, shouting like I was possessed and intending to tear their freaking snouts off. Dogs disappeared with their tails between their legs. I felt like a big man. Now let me see your war face! Ah! I worked at a Boy Scout camp years and years ago. One of the activities I was in charge of was building a log cabin. Part of building the log cabin is to strip all the bark off the wood to help keep the logs from rotting. The scouts generally had a love-hate relationship with this step of the project. On the plus side, they got to use sharp objects. On the minus side, it was hard manual labor. While they were using bark strippers, I was using a chisel to get the bark off around knots. Normally, using a chisel on wood is not a hazardous operation as long as the blade is facing away from you. One day, I was not doing well on my safety observance. I was trying to jam a stubborn piece of bark off the wood with the blade facing toward my arm. The wood broke against the force. The blade kept on trucking through the bark and into my wrist. At this point, the scouts knew something was wrong as they saw me curse, drop the chisel, and grab my arm. I was the only adult present, so I was fighting to keep my calm as to not panic the scouts. My solution was to turn it into a first aid lesson. I told a couple of scouts to get the first aid kit and the others to help me over the picnic bench. I told them they were going to have an impromptu first aid lesson on severe bleeding and shock with the victim as their instructor. 
The scouts were able to keep their heads together and get the health officer out to our location to treat me the rest of the way. They said it was the best first aid class they ever had. Oh, maybe junior year of high school. I used to stay after school to avoid going home. Some girl one year below me came up to me with her friends, acting flirty. Her girlfriend and three guys walked away. I did not think much of it at the time. Fast forward about 30 minutes, and the girl that I was talking to said that she was worried about her friend and why she was still gone. She said that her friend went in the auditorium and asked if I would see if she is still there. I walk into the auditorium, and all the lights are off except for the band pit. I make my way down there and hear a girl say, No, no, let go. I flipped a bit and mustered up a yell while charging the band pit. Three guys take off, followed by the girls. About a month later, my dean walks into my classroom and says that she needs to escort me to the principal's office. Mind you, my school was huge, so while walking to the other building where the principal's office was located, I asked if this was about my skipping gym class a bunch of times. She said no, but whatever it was about must be really big to warrant her escorting me to the principal. We get to the office and I see two cops and the two girls that I met a month before. Freaking the heck out, I sit down and the cops say, thank you. What? I was asked some questions and was informed that the three guys were attempting to force themselves upon the girl. I guess I stumbled in at the right time. I had not spoken to my father for months at this time in my life, but received a call from him that night. The school called to tell him what I had done. My pops told me I was his hero. That was a good day. Once in middle school, my locker was next to some hot chicks. I noticed one of her books started slipping from the top shelf, so I put my hand out to stop it. It started actually falling, so I was like, crap, and awkwardly tried to stop it. It landed perfectly in my hand. The binding went straight into my palm, without me even looking, and I ninja'd it right back into the shelf. I was Peter Parker for 30 seconds. I was going to college in Chicago and left a bar near Wrigley Field with a beer bottle in my hand. While walking to the L, two guys confront me on the street wanting to rob me. I was stunned and accidentally hit the bottle on a brick building, shattering the bottom. The two guys thought I was going to defend myself with the broken bottle and ran. Stopped to get gas at an old country store gas station outside Camden, South Carolina. Apparently, one of the door hinges was broken, so when I opened the door, the entire door came off in my hands. There were five or six farmers, truckers in line at the cashier. One of the fellows said, Dang, I'd feel pretty good for the rest of the day if I were you. Here's another story. When I was in grade 10, I had this real jerk of a computer science teacher. Like, the type that would rather make fun or condescend you to make himself feel better or something instead of helping you. One day, we were making programs to output certain properties of a sphere-slash-circle after inputting a radius value. I remember asking him what's the surface area of a sphere or something to that effect. I mean, I don't think that was an unreasonable question. I'm in freaking 10th grade for frick's sake. He decided to take this opportunity to humiliate me. So anyway, this is how the convo went. The surface area of a sphere is 4 pi r squared, right sir? Did you just ask me the surface area of a sphere? Yeah? Well, maybe we should call your math teacher and find out. Walks over to phone, dials math teacher. Hey, um, your student X would like to ask you a question. I walk over to phone with everyone in class watching me. Yeah, um, Mr. Computer Science Teacher doesn't know the surface area of a sphere, and he's too embarrassed to ask you himself. His face turned super red and the whole class cracked up. I felt so epic that week. Me and my then three-year-old son went to the playground. 
This bigger kid arrived and started going around scaring the crap out of the smaller kids by popping out and roaring and hissing and whatnot right in their face. I saw what car came in and that his mom was sitting in it still, maybe just waiting for him to finish quote-unquote playing. Anyway, he proceeds to do his scare thing to my son, who of course freaks out and runs to me crying. I started fuming, thinking it's his own parents' responsibility to tell him to cut that crap out. I decided to go tell his mom. I ask, is that your son over there? She says yes, and I tell her what he's doing, and either you get him to stop or I'll do it for you. To my surprise, she says, oh, please do. I can't control him today. So I go back over and try my best to hide right where he is roaming. And as soon as he's within striking distance, I pop out, and with all the air in my lungs, I scream at the top of my lungs one inch from his face. He ran back to his car, absolutely terrified and crying. I could see his mom. She didn't come out or do a thing. To this day, if anyone messes with my son who's bigger than him, he screams nonsensically in their face. Crazy beats size any day. Was in a restaurant with my girlfriend at the time, and when a guy built like a refrigerator just comes barging through and knocks my girlfriend's drink all over her. Sorry, real quick, I just need to mention that I could not tell you how many times I cracked up over the phrase built like a refrigerator. Like, that's such a specific thing to say, and it just murdered me every time I tried to read it. It was clearly an accident based on his refrigerator-like physique and being unable to hold his arms at his side. At this point, I'm standing up to help clean her up and figure he's going to apologize or something. Instead, he pushes my shoulder and tells me to get out of the way and, quote, let the dog clean herself up. I stare at him and say, that dog is my girlfriend. You dang well better apologize to her. So the woman and man at the table next to us are notably getting nervous. She drops her menu off the table. By some fluke, I catch the menu flat along the top of my foot before it hits the ground and proceed to just raise my foot, keeping the menu on top of it. I grab the menu into my hand, all the while glaring into this guy's eyes. I just tell her, sorry ma'am, you seem to have dropped this. I just look at him and say, so, I think we left it off where you were going to apologize to my girlfriend for being so rude and then walking around. Much to my surprise, he turned to my girlfriend and said, I'm terribly sorry and then turned around and walked away. Our check was taken care of as well. I've caught light things like pieces of paper on top of my foot, but never something like a menu. And I was always terrible at hacky sack. I was 19 and at a house party near the university in my hometown. It was winter and my girlfriend and I were wearing scarves she had just knitted. They were her first knitting projects and she was super proud of them. I was super proud too. Anyway, there were a group of snarky jocks sitting on the steps and on the railing of the porch. We were returning from a beer run, and as I approached the door, one of the jocks on the railing says to me, Nice scarf, gay boy, and all his buddies laugh. I stood there with the door in my hand for a second and looked at my visibly hurt girlfriend. It made me furious that he mocked her amazing creation and gift, so I slammed the door and started towards them to tell them how actually freaking awesome my scarf was. He must have thought I was in fight mode because he flinched, lost balance, tried to correct himself, and comically fell backwards off the porch to the delight of both his and my friends. I opened the door for my beaming girlfriend and we went inside. Best part is, no one knew all I was going to do was get all sentimental on his butt and open up a can of polite confrontation all over him. TLDR, guy smack talked my woman's yarn crafts and now he's on his back. TLDR, accidental front flip on a snowboard. I'm a little late to the game, but here it goes. I used to work at a ski resort in Pennsylvania, so I'd be out riding in all kinds of crazy conditions. 
One particular day, the snow was really granulated to the point where you could get stuck in it. I was riding down a steep slope going quite fast and hit a pile of granulated snow that almost brought me to a complete stop. My reflexes told me to lean forward and tuck, so instead of a devastating fall, I was picked up off the ground by my momentum and did a front flip on my board landing perfectly and riding away. I think one or two other instructors saw it. I was about 17 when I was walking with my younger brother and two of his friends. They were all about 12. A car, full of people, passes and yells at us and flips us off. I knew who it was, so I flipped them off and yelled, screw you, back at them. We continued along and cut through an empty parking lot enclosed by trees to take a shortcut to our destination. The car I flipped off comes flying into the parking lot, people screaming, tires squealing. My little brother and his friends are scared crapless. I walk over to the car laughing because of the way the younger kids with me were acting, and was going to give my friends in the car a good laugh. When I get to the car, I stick my head dang near in the driver's window, still laughing, and realized I had no idea who any of these people were. My laughing face turned to a morbid, I'm about to get my butt kicked face, which the people in the car must have interpreted as maniacal laughter turning into a death stare. It scared the crap out of them, and I recall hearing passengers screaming at the driver to get the heck out of there. He's going to kill us! The car peeled away, and I walked back to rejoin my brother and his friends, and they all thought I was the coolest, most awesome older teen they'd ever met. About five years ago, there was a crazy huge bee in my house, and my brother, terrified of bees, came running to me, wanting me to kill it for him. I picked up my crappy toy airsoft pistol, which was loaded with one pellet, pointed the pistol at the bee from about 40 feet away, didn't aim at all, pulled the trigger, and saw a splat on the other side of the room. TLDR, unassisted triple play. I hate baseball. No offense. My mom made me play in the park league a few seasons anyways. So I was at second base in a coach pitch game, about eight years old, when the batter hit a ball that would have passed right by me at shoulder level. I just casually stuck on my glove and to my surprise caught the ball. I was already stepping on the base, so the runner heading towards third was instantly out. By this time, the runner from first was approaching. Tag him! My coach was screaming frantically. So I reached out and tapped the runner from first. I remember everyone, especially the coach, going wild. They even dated the ball and gave it to me. I didn't realize until years later how rare an unassisted triple play is. This happened in my skydiving years. It was a Saturday morning. There was a group of girls from the nearby college wanting to jump. So the daring, including myself, wanted to do a hop and pop to show the girls what skydiving looks like. We get to altitude, jump, deploy our chutes, and start to show off our crazy canopy skills. I decide that I'll do a hook turn. They look cool from the ground, and my canopy colors were blue and pink. Well, after some tugs on my toggles, my hook turn collapses my canopy. It turns into a low hook turn. Low hook turns usually end up with a visit to the hospital or the morgue, usually the latter. With my canopy folded over, I'm doing revolutions. My altitude is too low to cut away and use my reserve, so I think to myself that, this is it. I hope this doesn't hurt too bad. I hope I can walk away. On the bright side, my lines didn't wrap around the canopy, so there is a possibility that I could pull it out before impact. From the people on the ground, all they saw were some skydivers coming in for a landing, swinging like a pendulum, and some of them coming in to kick this inflatable target we had at our DZ. They could tell that something wasn't right with one of the divers, me, because his chute wasn't open and he was spinning parallel to the ground. 
The most important thing to do in skydiving is to make everything you do look cool. With 100 feet to go before impact, I pump my toggles, release, and my canopy unfurls and inflates as if the hands of God raked his fingers through my lines and pulled my canopy tight. This put my body position perpendicular with no inches to spare for a walk-in landing. The crowd applauds with oohs and ahs, including the experienced divers who knew what was happening. I bow, gather my stuff, and go in the clubhouse to calm my nerves. My buddies told the students, he does that all the time, and they knew I was shaken. I met my old dive buddies a few months ago. We live in different states now, and they brought up that experience as one of the craziest things they have ever seen. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching and we'll see you guys next time.